Don't hide your marriage imperfections. Find a community of trusted believers that are on your team, right? And they're mature enough that they'll speak the truth and love to you when it's needed. So trying to maintain a false front, kind of quote unquote, of perfection will actually lead to disunity in your marriage because you realize you're both faking it all the time in front of everybody. So then you don't want to be anywhere, you know, and it'll set others up for challenges and false expectations of their own in their own marriages. So seek some, you know, wise counseling when you need it or when you're stuck and don't assume that if you sweep issues and weird patterns under the rug long enough that they'll just go away. Bring them out into the light. Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. This is the stuff that your parents, teachers, and pastors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby, here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. I'm here with you, my brother, but I also have uh, your sister, Tina, my wife, Tina, with us today. I was going to say, you got a little guest. Yeah. (laughs) Glad to have you on this thing. It's been a while. Yeah, it's great to be back. Tina's a, I think, perennial favorite when we have her on the show. Oh, yeah. We always get comments about how much people enjoy Tina's comments on this. Before we dive in too much, brother, didn't you just get back from a little, you had a little vacation uh, sort of a working heart, uh, soul, yeah, it care was type of time, right? I was in uh, Jackson, Michigan, of all places. And if you don't remember David McDonald from episode one twenty nine, where he was talking about the pursuit of happiness on his new book, got to go spend a week with him at, in Jackson, Michigan. Led music at his church for three different services there. But it was uh, he just bought this house that's like an eight thousand square foot Victorian home in Jackson, and he's renovating the whole place and it's got gyms and recording studios and velvet wallpaper with uh, like a brass ceilings it's stunning it's It's like graceland yeah it's beautiful needs a green shag everywhere (laughs) it kind of feels yeah it's hardwood floors and they like cut out little emblems you ever been to graceland oh yeah memphis (laughs) it's crazy (laughs) i always tell people like after going to graceland it's like the only question remaining is was the green shag carpeting longer on the floor or the ceilings. <laughs> There's a lot of it. That is, there is a ton of it. But no, yeah, he bought this, and it's a creative resource center for uh, creatives in the church and, and people in ministry. And so I'm it's so good to be with him for that. That's going to be cool. great. Yeah, can't wait ha- to hear and see and experience the fruit of that and what yeah. you guys are kind of building out of there. That's no, really going to be cool. great. Yeah. Well, hey, today we are talking about um, seven secrets to long-term like marriage unity, right? Yeah. We started talking about this a few weeks ago. I was kind of mentioning to you, oh, hey, on one of our coaching calls, you know, because we had just celebrated 36 years of marriage. Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) Whoa. And a bunch of our coaching folks were going like, okay, we got questions for you then. Like, we knew it was a long time, but like, you've been married longer than we were alive, some of them, you know? Yeah, pushing forward. And so, yeah, so we, we... Anyway, yeah, so that we kind of pulled together a list and uh, shared it, like not like it's definitive or like, oh, you know. Sure. But uh, anyway, so yeah, we're going to get into a little bit of that today and kind of share what we shared with the coaching because they did bless them. We thought, well, why not? Put on a show, yeah. Yeah, why not put it on life school? So. All right, so three and a half, you guys have been uh, married longer than I've been alive, which is, <laughs> which is awesome. Don't you just and wish I was your dad? <laughs> <laughs> and you guys you guys combined have less gray hair than I do on my single head, oh, wow. which is amazing. Well, we talked to Kristen. She can shore that up for you. <laughs> <laughs> but I imagine over those, those three and a half decades, you guys have probably been through a ton together from raising kids to buying and selling businesses, and, yeah. and that includes not just a certain industry, but different types from music to restaurants. We've to done a lot. Houses. You guys have done ministry all, all over the world together. So I want to hear a little bit about the backstory. How did you guys meet? When did you meet? How's, how's that go? 
We are actually uh, high school sweethearts. Oh, come on. Right? We met at, at the Caesars Talent Show when his rock band was playing at the talent show, and, and I was instantly in love. And Funny. Yeah. Quick now, I've story. seen the pictures of Caesar back then, and, yeah. and that was love. Yeah. So I was in a band called Chain Reaction, okay. and we applied for the talent show, and that year the teacher who was running it decided she didn't want to do a standard talent contest. Because that was, you know, it was like, then there's losers and there's winners. You oh, know, sure. like, yeah, exactly, because we we're going to win. Anyway, said, no, your band will play, but you'll, what you'll do is you'll be the band that plays for all the other acts because we're going to mirror this after the Donnie Marie show. Oh, okay. The Osmonds. Yeah. Well, we don't know how to play anybody else's music. We could barely play our own. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Sure. A couple songs. We're just kids, you know? So we said, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. We're not backing anybody up. That's not who we are. We're not that good. And we're just going to do our stuff. And she was like, well, you can take your chain and react somewhere else. <laughs> oh, Wow. She kind of she she shade us. But then we had get to do we got to do the show anyway. And that's they did it. Aww. Pink satin, black boots, the whole Yeah, sometimes yards. you gotta wear it was closer Is to that when you knew Tina? You're like this guy. He's mine. I did actually meet him before the pink satin came out, but uh But that locked it down. Oh man. <laughs> that and the long blonde hair. She told her best friend that night. Yeah. I, I did. I actually it's one of the few times and I will say this in all seriousness that we're like I feel like God actually spoke to me. Wow. And I heard like somebody was speaking in my ear. This is the guy you're going to marry. And I, I was turned around and told my best friend. I said, "This is the guy I'm going to marry." And she said, "What? You're 16. You're not going to marry you anybody." Said this 11 wow. times this week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no. But uh, and I barely. I mean, I had just met him, so it was I like to. Weird. I like to remind her of that a lot when she wants to doubt <laughs> yeah, she, my leadership. <laughs> So we're going to jump way ahead. So we have done a lot of stuff. I think we've owned 17 businesses together. Something like that. I kind of dream these up. Then Tina runs them. That's awesome. uh, And then we sell them. Okay. And then uh, we have three grown children. And, you know, a lot of the long-term listeners know this. But, yeah, we have three grown children. Our firstborn, Caesar, Caesar Four. Yep. Who is 30 years old. And uh, (laughs) and then he's got his own son, Caesar Five. Just awesome. And then Kristen. Yep. And who has a grandson Patton, right? That's right. And another one on the way. She's got a little girl. Just saw the photos yesterday. Cooking yeah, along so awesome. in there, right? Yeah. And then Justine, uh, yeah. our, our youngest, our little bird. Who's not, that not yet. married yet. Yeah, she's not married yet, but uh, but working on that, right? So <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so we have been together for a long time. And, uh, and you know, you're bound to learn some things. Yeah. Especially if you stick this long and you still like each other and have fun. And yeah. then, yeah. and our life too is, um, it's, it's probably a bit... Uh, too much together in some ways because sure. we're best friends and we work together and we work from home and we coach together and we, of course then we vacation together and we grandpa- do spend a lot of time together for yeah. sure more than maybe, ever maybe maybe too much let's <laughs> <laughs> just say I sent Caesar on vacation by himself last year with his best friend so yeah it happens a, sometimes you, know, you need sometimes a, you got to, and, that's, yeah. and that's some of the things we've learned time too together, is you do need apart. some me time sometimes <laughs> or <laughs> or not as, as Tina likes to refer to as non Caesar time no just kidding. <laughs> just kidding so uh, one of the things we we're talking about off air was like uh there has to be a, some sort of pattern of, of things that you guys have helped or, or things you guys have found that have helped you over the 30 plus years to help you find and also maintain unity yeah. uh, throughout your marriage yeah. we, and uh, you guys were saying there was like seven that you've kind of over the recent couple of weeks really kind of honed in on would you mind sharing like talking through those yeah. a bit? we got asked you know like i said by some of the coaching folks like hey you know what are some of the things and we said well 
I don't know. So we were having coffee one morning. We started talking about it. And we said, ooh, we should write that down. Oh, we should write those down. So then by the time we got done writing, we had seven. Oh, wow. It's a biblical number. Uh, So (laughs) we didn't mean to. And we'll share them real quick. They're not necessarily, like I said, uh, these astounding things. But they've kind of added up to, well, 36 years of marriage and being on the same page for the most part. So here they are uh, pretty quickly. So first thing is consistently doing date nights. Yep. Like like really kind of trying to hold that as sacred not that we never miss or you know we have 36 years of you know times 52 date nights or something like that yeah. we've had a lot of misses but sure. we've had more solid runs and strings of doing date nights hmm. um, and meaningful date nights we can even put in the show notes like um i've got a little mini teaching on how to have an awesome date night yeah. with your spouse you know really yeah because a date night is not a night where you go to dinner and sit in a movie and don't talk to each other and then get in an argument about bills and yeah. you know kids and no, it's who's very doing intentional. What in the that is not a yeah. date night your date night is not going to get diapers at costco either no. yeah it's Mm-mm. like yeah. yeah hopefully not mostly you know yeah. what I mean? and we know some people said like well our last date was at costco yeah. and we get a lot of free snacks and then went home and sat in the driveway for an hour because the kids didn't know we were home you know it's like, <laughs> well it beats nothing but yeah. it's, it's not exactly the goal the goal is really to dream a little bit to have your hearts open towards one another to sure. kind of to connect s- yeah to, to yeah. connect and see what's going on so so date nights, that's a big thing. I'll tell you, it is phenomenal now to watch our two married children, Caesar and Kristen, uh, consistently adhere to doing date nights. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, we are often, as the grandparents, the ones that can afford that for them by watching the babies. Sure. You know? So date nights, that's been a big one. Uh, yeah. If you're not doing date nights out there, I just want to encourage you to do that. Uh, quit making the excuses. It's not about money. They don't have to be expensive. You can always find babysitting if you think ahead. Swap it out. Do trade outs. Whatever it is. It doesn't have to be at night. It could be a breakfast. It could be a lunch. It could be at home after the kids go to bed as long as you're really very intentional about what you're doing with your time and how you're connecting. Yeah. Hmm. So next thing is um, we have from pretty early on and pretty broke on in our marriage, which is still today, uh, we took vacations together, Tina and I, without the kids. Okay. We, we kind of got into a pattern when they were pretty young um, of taking a, a week a year, if we could, uh, four or five days minimally, but a week a year where we didn't take the kids. Hmm. Yeah. Just and going that, without them. Yeah. Really, we, we had a, a few years from the time that we had our first until the time that we'd had our third where we really didn't get those vacations. And by that time, I think I, I, my head was about ready to explode. Yeah. You know, we'd had a lot of little family time vacations, but we started to realize we needed more than two hours in, on a date sure. to connect and to relax. And Or you know how it is when you go on vacation with the kids. Loads of fun, not very relaxing. Yeah, a lot never. of work. Not necessarily yeah. a lot of hard work with you and your spouse. And so sure. we started doing vacations without the kids. And some of them were very, very low budge. Other times we just caught a killer deal on a cruise and had the worst room on the boat we didn't care because yeah. you know it was all the meals are included and we're in you know yep, you're good <laughs> you know? to go which by the way is actually some of the te- cheapest uh vacations you can ever oh, take we love them yeah they're the best yeah. they are yeah. you know unless you have some crazy boat fear which you, yeah. you don't really need to you know anyway yeah. so yeah vacationing without the kids has been a big thing throughout the years hmm. yeah at least one week a year is great if you can like set that as a goal that that's awesome yeah that's really and the reason we say a week is because i mean if you can say well there's no way we're gonna get a week this year well then try to do a long weekend but for us it took because we were running businesses it took a good two to three days just to decompress enough to actually start enjoy anything and wake up and talk and you know what i mean and to get past feeling like we had to talk about like problem stuff yep yeah that makes sense so often with 
parenting, uh, everything you talk about when the kids aren't sitting there is all the problems with the kids and this thing at school and this bill and how are we going to afford braces and all, you know, sure. for all that. And so just like with date nights, it's not about that. Don't solve problems. Don't, you know, uh, same with the vacations. We tried to not make them our cleanup, you know, for all of our problems in life. We tried yeah. to like, let's go have fun. Yep. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's always time to clean stuff friends. up. A lot of yeah. blessings in life. Let's rehearse that kind of stuff. Um, third one. Road trip dreaming. Yeah, road trip dreaming. We'll have to explain <laughs> what we mean by that. Yes. So when we would do either work trips or car trips with the kids and vacations and different things like that, um, we found, like we didn't intentionalize it at first, but then we did start to intentionalize it. Mm-hmm. That when we would do these road trips and the kids would be either, you know, headphones in the back watching a movie or something or sleeping, we had our best conversations hmm. about the future. Like oh, the way wow. we call them road trip dreaming because... We would like, we would just be talking and stuff would be on the radio. And next thing you know, it's like, hey, what have you been thinking about work lately? Or what have you thinking about church lately or ministry? Or, yeah. And it's like, you know, I've been thinking this. Like, you know, me too. And we would just kind of dream. And it was kind of those times that we, I don't know, open road kind yeah. of thing. And we would find that we did our best sort of what ifing and is God saying this? And let's start praying more about that together. And, um, and yeah, and just kind of thinking about what could be next for us as a couple, as a family, for careers, all that. It's our time to dream a little bit. You know? That's cool. It was dreaming. It was also just kind of connecting with the Spirit. What are you hearing from the Spirit? What's God telling you? And, sure. and then oftentimes it was great because we'd find that we were very much on the same path. Like we, like God was speaking to us in very harmonious ways. And that you Something know, we hadn't spoken about to each other. Sure. We found out like not only have we not, but we should and we need to and we just did. But you know what? We're actually, God's on, got us on the same track or the same yeah. page. Comes out on road trips. Yeah, it yeah, does. Yeah, it did for us a That's lot. Cool. You guys ever experienced that? Yeah, actually just Saturday. We did Rainier, like seven hours of driving around the whole thing and up top and down. It was the same thing. It's like, I was telling Kathleen, she said... I just, I remember being a kid and my parents wanted to road trip all the time and we hated it as kids. But now the older we get, we're like, no, it's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so we're trying to get a road trip. Last week we were going to do like a three day down to go see the Redwoods or something. Yeah. And the week just didn't, it didn't, didn't afford happen. it. Yeah. It didn't It happen. didn't work. No. So, but we're kind of feeling it now after sharing these on coaching. Time uh, to go. Time for some road trip dreams. There you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next one is um, that we, we noticed looking back over our marriages that we, we do a lot of debriefing. Mm-hmm. of situations, and I'll explain what I mean in a second, and sort of closing the loop on things, meaning after we would do a vacation or after we would do some sort of a training together or a ministry thing or have, say, a staff meeting or... Or a party at our house. Sure. Or... Yeah, open table. Vacation. Yeah, or whatever. We would, we would sort of do a debrief. Hey, what did you think about last week and huh. that conversation that we had with the kids or, uh, you know, or the, you know, we had everybody over this week from the neighborhood and what's, what do you think is going on there? Like with so-and-so, they seem to be leaning in and they, they're awesome. You know, we're loving them. And we... Or uh, what do you think we could do better next time? Or what? What? Why was I stressing then? Or why were you stressing then? You know. So sure. we kind of we found that when we're doing bigger things, it requires some planning and effort, and and they could be the kind of things that you tend to worry about people's perceptions or how they went or sure. all that. We would do some debriefing and kind of close the loop on that stuff. You know, like okay, well next time let's try this, or you know what, I'm going to be more considerate about that and try to help better, or shut up more, or I don't need to stress about that now that we've <laughs> talked about, it, or whatever. Yeah. But instead of just sort of going event to event to thing to thing, we found that we've been pretty consistent and intentional about sort of debriefing, hmm. big and small. They don't have to be big old things, but 
Um, you know, we just went on a trip the other day with some friends in the neighborhood. We kind of debriefed it after we got home. That's know? cool. And it was just kind of a way of going, how, how did you experience it? And how did you? Okay, great. What? All right, where are we going? All right, good. So yeah. spending some intentional debriefing and sort of closing of the loop on uh, stuff in life that we co-labored in. It's a good thing. I yeah, think. it's really cool. I think it builds trust and uh, understanding and less fear for the next one or like we're not doing the next one. <laughs> yeah, sure. Puts a little closure on it. Yeah. yeah. All right, number five. Okay, so the next thing is times of prayer, both together, but also separate, kind of seeking the Spirit's voice in things. Okay. Sometimes things that we talked about on our road trip dreaming, and we're like, well, I don't know, but why don't we, why don't we pray about that? And you know, and this is sort of the big Christian answer, right? But golly, you got to be praying. You get to be praying yep. as couples. If, yeah. if, if we're one flesh and our marriages and our families are the biggest picture of the gospel that we have then um that god's given us then praying together and seeking dad for how he wants this marriage to look or where we're going in ministry or how we spend our finances or our parenting yeah it's amazing when you pray together and then also pray separately about those same things how god can really move your heart to you know from like maybe feeling like oh we're not supposed to do this to no no we really should and and i have a piece about it and we've done some kind of crazy things in our lives where i was like i don't know I is don't god know really asking us to do this or move there we or give this away or, yeah. And, yeah. and yet then the spirit's you know given us the go-ahead and the peace and and we've done it and it's worked so hmm. there's nothing like talk about marriage unity that's what we're talking about there's nothing to bring greater marriage unity that when you discuss something go away and pray come back and you go what'd you hear and that's exactly what the spirit said to me hmm. right and sometimes it's different I'll give you an example. Sometimes we don't hear exact same thing, but it still gives us peace. We'll like say we see a need, uh, and God, God's putting both on our hearts. Like I think we should give to that, or we should try to help those people, or this situation, or whatever. Let's go away and pray and see what we come up with for a number. Hmm. More than not, we come back with the same exact number. Really? Sometimes, because I think Tina is more generous than I am, <laughs> she'll say, "Oh, I was thinking this much." I always go with the, I always go with her. <laughs> you oh, okay, know? yeah. You know, because it's like, well, what's what's probably closer to the heart of God? Generosity, you know. Yeah. And hopefully, we're both here and being generous. But yeah, I tell you, together and separate prayer is really good for finding unity and confirmation. And when you do, when you hear the same thing separately, you feel pretty confident. Like, okay, seems crazy to the world, seems crazy to the kids, seems yeah. crazy to me. But you know what? That's really kind of the fleece. Yeah, absolutely. Came, came back it is. And we're, yeah. Yeah. So, all right, six. Okay, so this is one that I really, uh, I I think we don't do enough, and as married couples, we probably don't get enough. Is individual time alone? We kind of tend <laughs> to feel like, oh, if we're married, we should be doing everything together as a married couple, sure. and and we need date nights, and we need and I'm, and yes, all of that's true. But you got to remember that you were first a person before you were a half of a couple and a and a yep. mom or a dad, and so you need to continue to kind of feed into yourself and take care of yourself. So having times when you go and have a, a fun time with the girls or the guys, um, where you do something, take a class, do something that, that it kind of feeds your soul. Yep. Um, kind of like you getting away last week. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know that there's family, uh, sacrifice, maybe that's a strong word, but you know, sure. you're giving up a week of dad being gone and there was some expense involved that comes out of the family budget and all that. But Totally and I know it, it fed into you. Yeah, I know absolutely. it built into you big time, like body, soul, and spirit. 
got a tattoo while I was there. Come on. It was that, <laughs> really? Yeah, man. I'll tell you about that later. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So I kind of feel like this is like the airplane uh, level of health and fitness where like, you know, when the masks come down, you always have to put your own mask on before you can oh, help yeah. anybody else because otherwise you're probably going to pass out and everybody's going to die, you know? So <laughs> That's a great point. For a mom and, or, or dad, you know, when you're in charge, you tend to take care of everybody else. Well, this is you taking care of you. Yeah. And it's really important. Having some fun, feeling like, hey, the, the family can invest in mom having some fun or yeah. taking a class yep. or, or whatever. Completely. Or yeah. And I, I just want to tell everybody listening, like, you should not feel guilty about that. That's mm-hmm. not like a luxury. Jesus went alone, yep. right, to be alone, went away to be alone a lot. Yep. We don't have tons and tons of media on how he spent his spare time. But if you were to put most chits, you know, chicks and check marks in the corner, it'd be, well, he went alone to be with dad, you know, yeah. or he went off to be alone, it would say. So you get to be. Yep. And like Tina said, I think that building into yourself, now you have health and, you know, awareness to bring to the marriage and therefore your family and all that. Absolutely. Okay. Last one is, um, and there again, like I said, these aren't in any kind of perfect or yeah. even decided order, but um, we've done quite a bit of, uh, gone to quite a few marriage conferences together. Yeah. Huh. You know, it's like sometimes I've suggested to people like, hey, read a good marriage book every year yep. as a couple, right? That's a powerful thing to do and it's important. We both came from families where we did not see good, healthy Christian marriages modeled at all. Both okay. of our mar- families, our parents ended in divorce, yep. though mine got remarried to each other later. That's Whoa. an episode, different episode. Um, <laughs> and... Um, but we didn't know, and it was one of the few things we knew. The to, only thing that we knew when we got married is that we had no idea how to be married or how to be parents. Huh. It's the only and thing. how to be Christian parents and yeah. how to stay sure. married and how we're going to not ruin our kids and yep. all that. And we know? agreed because we'd seen what a divorce had done to both of our families that when we got married, yep. that was it. So whatever it took to figure out. We had to just figure it out. Yeah, yep, that's the same with us. Like so we did a lot of marriage life conferences, you know. Yep. Um, and we would go like sometimes year after year, and then yeah. skip a year and go and take other couples and do all that kind of stuff. So, like those conferences gave us so many foundations and opportunities to discuss things and new tools to put in our tool belt and uh, communication I mean, skills, uh, sure, like yeah. crazy. And I think some years I'm trying to remember back. I think some years we couldn't afford to go, so we hit up like our small group or whatever, you yeah. know, or our parents or everybody we knew. Like, hey, we really need like a hotel for that because it's an overnight, you know. Yeah. Or has anybody got points or something we could, you know, get for a room or you know, absolutely because it was important enough to humble ourselves and get after it. And yep. then, yeah. you know what? And I'll tell you what, people in your community, and your family, they step up and honor that kind of stuff. Oh, for sure. Hey, we're trying to get you know your your own siblings going like, yeah, we all need something because mom and dad didn't show us a lot, you know. Yeah. And I know some people like, well, I came from a really good family. You don't have perfect parents. Yep. And you're not them, so get out and learn, right? Some stuff. So that was one of the things too that kind of helped us learn how to be married and communicate well and parent and yeah, all that. So those are sort of seven things we had kind of come up with that we shared that were like, I think these things have all and still do contribute to us being on the same page and having unity. After all those years, yeah. Yeah. So when it comes to unity, like you were just talking about, if you're anything like Kathleen and I, you'll find that at certain points in your life, there's this disunity where it seems really hard to get back. Just in you sink. guys. You're yeah. the only ones. <laughs> so we wonder sometimes. But like, it's hard to get back on the same page. And so my question is, how did you guys get unstuck in those seasons where you just couldn't find yourselves working things out and walking together? 
you know, this really does happen to everybody. You know, we have patterns yeah. and well-worn grooves and and things that you've learned from your parents. That or we kind of hide and go like, ooh, that's a little icky, so let's yeah. just not fix that or talk sure. about it because it's yeah. a little painful. You know? So when you find yourself in that situation, you know, seeking out like an older, you know, married couple or a wise, wise counselors, um, that... Don't be embarrassed by that stuff. Like no one knows how to have a perfect marriage. Trust me. I don't care even if you came from a great family. No one was born knowing exactly how to do this. And if you get stuck, the dumbest thing is to let your pride or something get in the way of getting what you need. And so we've been to counselors a lot. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, a lot. And we never hid it from our kids. Sure. Because I don't want them to think, hey, mom and dad have this perfect marriage. Well, no, don't do a lot of stuff we did, you know. And when you do get stuck, get help. Yeah. And I can remember one time um, pastoring and T and I come out of a marriage counseling session and in the waiting room for the next couple coming up is a couple that I'm an elder to, you know? Yeah. And we're like, hey, how's it going? And we're like, working on some stuff like us too. I'm like, good on you. <laughs> yeah, we're all doing it together. Yeah. So we that's how we would get unstuck when we just really had prayed and maybe road tripped on it and talked to some friends and we weren't getting it resolved. Get a little counseling. Yeah, sometimes yeah, you just need a little help. Or a lot. Yeah. And I'll tell you, having adult kids now, um, hearing them, I, I, my, our youngest daughter just said recently, um, one of the coolest things that she learned from us that is that it's okay to not have all the answers yeah. and, to, and to seek out help. That's cool. And, and, and keep she learning. she loved the fact that we just kept learning yep. and and trying new things and and going to account, you know, going to counseling or whatever when, when you needed it, so... No, I'm as you're talking there, Tina, I was thinking about how certain I am that, that being part also of being in a local community or missional community or some sort of small group has also been encouraging and helpful in providing unity for me and my family. I'm sure it was the same thing for you. People yeah. can kind of call you out when you're out of sync or when you're being a a-hole. How important <laughs> is it to live visible and transparent lives with those you're in community with? And how have you seen those communities in your past help you guys when you needed it most? I think it's ultimately important. If you're not the it's same hard, person. hard, because who wants to be transparent with the bad and the ugly? But the yeah. good part, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it is hard. It's hard to, you know, not, to be vulnerable, to not be perfect, and to be like having an argument with your spouse when you're supposed to be leaders in the community. Yeah. You know, it's hard to be there, but it, but it, by the same token, we are modeling what it looks like to have an argument, to not agree, and to either resolve it or uh, not. And sometimes you have to seek forgiveness, and you go like, "Well, since we yeah. kind of, you know, kind of barfed on each other in public, then we're going to also like repent and, re- and seek forgiveness, you know, publicly." Public. Yeah. And so that's discipleship in action, like really, because who gets to see that, right? And who gets to experience that? And then, or doing it with your kids and all that too. And there's been times, and they mark us where people have come to us in community. Um, and oftentimes much, you know, younger people in us and go, Hey, just wanted to talk to you about something. You know, last night when the community was together and we were having dinner or whatever, uh, you know, the way you spoke to Tina came off with pretty hard edge. I don't know if you felt sure. everybody kind of go, yee, like, I don't, I don't know if something's going on or it was just the way we heard it or how you doing and why, you know, like what's what with that? And so, you know, like, wow, that was sinful, you know, or yeah. I was thinking this, but it came out sinful. That was absolutely wrong. And I did talk to Tina or I need to, or whatever. So those are actually really sweet times. Sure. And what we found is that life in community and transparent community seems to deal with things 
way sooner than wait until the wheels are coming off a of marriage. And yep. all of a sudden, like, hey, where's so-and-so? Oh, they're not in the group anymore. Why not? Oh, they're getting divorced. What? You know, it's like... Yeah, like, what happened? Well, so if your community doesn't have that kind of transparency, please strive for it and model it. And you, that's how you get there, is you just model it. You be vulnerable. You admit when stuff's wrong. You come back and go, hey, last week, maybe none of you picked up on it, but my wife did, and I want to I want to confess something that was sinful, and mm. I want to ask for your forgiveness here. So it's a, it's a big deal. That's You're right. Good. It's a big deal. Man, if you haven't given us enough already, we are now moving towards the big three, which is the uh, free download you get by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. And if nothing else, that's the takeaways that we want you to walk away with from this episode. So, uh, Caesar, Tina, what are the big three for this week? Well, Tina, why don't you give us the first one? Wow. Here we go. Uh, I would say that the first one is don't expect that you somehow intrinsically know how to have a great marriage and close unity as a couple. Like almost no one was raised in a perfect home with perfect parents who experienced and modeled a perfect marriage. Mm. And marriage takes a lot of work for everyone, but it's worth the effort. It's so worth working on it and yeah. doing that. The legacy we got, we get to leave and the picture. Yeah. That's so cool. that leads right into number two is that marriage is a huge picture of the gospel and the foundation for our families. And I think for all of society, really. Sure. Marriages. And you can trace a lot of muckety, weird, broken stuff right now back to Marriage is falling apart in families. So what your kids and others outside your nuclear family see and experience lays a foundation for how they perceive God and life in his kingdom. It really Mm. does. Like, think about that. Let the weight of that land on you a bit. And so how we respond under pressure or when we make mistakes or what we do when we're not on the same page as a couple or how we seek and grant forgiveness, they're all opportunities to grow and model life and marriage in light of the gospel. That's good. Okay. All right, number three. I'll, I'll grab this one Go too. So um, don't hide your marriage imperfections. We said that a while ago, but this is, this is one of the don't misses. Don't hide your marriage imperfections. Find a community of trusted believers that are on your team, right? And they're mature enough that they'll speak the truth and love to you when it's needed. So trying to maintain a false front, kind of quote unquote, of perfection will actually lead to disunity in your marriage because you realize you're both faking it all the time in front of everybody. So then you don't want to be anywhere, you know. And it'll set others up for challenges and false expectations of their own in their own marriages. So seek wise, seek some you know wise counseling when you need it or when you're stuck. Um, and don't assume if you sweep stuff, you know, issues and weird patterns under the wrong long enough. Let me say that again. And don't assume that if you sweep issues and weird patterns under the rug long enough that they'll just go away. Bring them out into the light, okay? Yeah. So just let your redemption show. It's <laughs> a lot, man. Thank you guys so much for doing this. Again, that's the uh, the big three. You get those for free as a downloadable link by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three, and it'll come right away to your inbox. If you haven't yet joined our Facebook group, you can do that by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash community or forward slash Facebook. Either one of those will take you there, and you can join the conversation that Caesar and I have with everybody in that community each week. Love it if you join us, and thanks. Tina for being here today. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> now she's off. She, she's off to a show, a concert tonight. So this is yeah, gonna be, she's out of here. Go get her rock and roll on tonight. I'm gonna go have fun and invest in myself with my friends without Caesar. Okay. Without Caesar. Woo! All right, honey. Hey, speaking of burnout artists, uh, next week we're talking about burnout in the church, and so oh, man. Uh, we hope you, we hope you get to be with us for that. We uh, it's a cool perspective. It's come up from some things we've we've noticed recently in conversations Caesar and I have had. And a lot of fallout and weird stuff happening with leadership in the church lately. Yeah, so, so we want to talk about. want to talk a little bit about well, what's going on. Yeah, so we want to see how that plays out. We hope you join us for that. 
Thanks for being with us today. For more information, you can visit 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast. Uh,